Hello and welcome to Punches from the Pods. I'm Tommy Watt from T2T Boxing and as always I'm joined here by Ebony Bridges. Uh, today is a special treat. We have the undefeated rising star Cesar Matteo Tapia. How are you doing Matteo? Very well. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us mate. I know we've been uh, talking for a while about having some guests on and you were sort of number one on, on our list so we're keen to get you in. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Matteo is now 11-0 and as a professional um, the last couple of years. Uh, has really made a name for himself with some high-profile domestic fights, uh, including the previously undefeated Isaac Buckley and Adam Copland, uh, as well as Reynold Quinlan on the uh, Zoo Dwight Ritchie undercard. Uh, Matteo, viewed by many as one of the most exciting prospects here in Australia. Uh, so if you don't know, now you know. Um, so, uh, Matteo, um, Ebony's got some questions for you, and we'll get on to uh, some other topics as well. But before we do... Give us an introduction to yourself. As the name would suggest, you're not native to these lands. What uh, uh, what brought you here? Nah, I think we moved here when it was, I think I was three or four. And yeah, I think my parents just wanted to get out of Mexico and we we're living in LA as well. And it was a bit too dangerous. They just wanted me to grow up in a better place. And um, yeah, I think we just decided to move down here. And that's... And have you always been in Nairobi? Nah, I moved in to Coogee for yep. two or three years. And then moved moved here when I was six or seven, some something like that. All right, and then um, boxing, um, obviously, a big thing in Mexico. So is that something that the family's keen on? Is that something that you've always been into, or is it something you brought on uh, to yourself? Nah. It was. It started. Phew, we're driving past a gym in Narrabeen, and there was a ring in there. And at the time, I loved wrestling. Like WWE yeah. wrestling. <laughs> Who's <laughs> your favorite wrestler? Like, it was Cena at the time. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah, showing your age there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. That's more um, of a stone cold man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I drove past and I was like, Mom, I want to try it. I want to go in there, give it a try. And I was overweight at the time. How old were you? Uh, nine. Nine, yep. And, yeah, just drove past and Mum was like, I don't think it's a wrestling place. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck, just take me in. Um, ended up being a boxing place, did it to lose weight and whatnot. Um, and ended up having my first fight at 11 and oh, just nice. from there just loved it first fight at 11 so how many fights did you have as an amateur then before you I lost count I had heaps of exos probably around 60 all up and being um, 11 having your first fight at 11 does that mean you had to fight in Queensland or yeah mm. okay cool so and who were you training with then who was your Tom Lambert Tom Lambert Tom. oh cool good old Tommy <laughs> <laughs> Tommy well known well known um so um boxing um so fighting in dubai as well last year um yeah so not just fought here in australia so that must have been a bit of an experience um yeah how was how was sort of traveling and fighting abroad it was fighting outdoors uh, it was probably one of the loopiest things i've done because i wasn't i wasn't physically prepared i was just mentally prepared like i was like there's no way this guy's gonna beat me so i ended up having because we didn't really know if the fight was going ahead until four weeks beforehand so I basically had two or three weeks to actually prepare and then spent a week in Vietnam and then from Vietnam That's we right. went, and then from yeah. Vietnam we went to Dubai. So that sort of helped the jet lag but we still got there and I knew I wasn't like 100%. So yeah because obviously fighting abroad you have to you know um, climatize you have to get yeah. used to the um, the different time zones and stuff I'm not sure much about Dubai about altitude or anything like that but I know obviously in well it's in the desert so it's, it's warm. Hot, that's for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah so I mean yeah only having a couple of weeks and I just you 
to not really focus 100% on that and getting ready 100% for that climate. Yeah. I mean, you, it would just have to be telling yourself, you know, you're yeah, unbeatable. Yeah. It's still mind, mind of a matter for you for that one, huh? Yeah, seriously. And then whatever happened on the on the night yeah, with yeah. the canvas and stuff. Yeah, was, we, were talking, we were talking yeah. earlier, I remember you coming so, in after the second round and looking at Tony and saying, like, yeah, fuck. I got <laughs> back to the second round and I was like, Tony, my fucking legs are gone. And I don't know why. Really? Oh, yeah. And ended up being the can like we were stepping on the canvas beforehand. It was yep. like a cushion, oh. so like I was still on my toes, yeah. but like it was cushion. Yeah, my heels are touching, so like I couldn't move, and the canvas was slipping because it was so soft. And yeah. Oh wow. And they, apparently they had a canvas over a canvas, so it was like going. Oh wow. Yeah. So like you'd step for a jab, and like you'd feel slip it. Oh, a little slip. Oh, nice. nice. So, Enjoyable. Um. Yeah, I got back to the corner and Tony's like, just go Mexican on this guy. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> He's like, just do what you do best. <laughs> I was like, all right. And how was it? Tell us a bit more about yeah, it. Was, I dropped him in the first round yep. and it sort of like woke him up. Like, yeah. like, like, like a demon came out of him for seven rounds later. Oh, wow, yeah. I could hear him growling at me in the killing. Like, I was, just, I was just like, just trying to just beat him every round. I was winning. Yeah. But... And then the last round, I got him with a flurry, and he, I think he went for a, a left hook, and I've slipped it and got him with the uppercut and just rocked him, and I was just putting it on him from yeah. then, and he just went stopped. for the kill. Yeah, yeah, and you've had some, you've had some pretty good finishes over the last couple of years, and, and one thing I've always noticed with you in the ring is that I haven't seen you flustered yet. You always seem to be pretty calm, and is that because you've been fighting for so long, or? Is that something that's been instilled in me? Maybe I hide it a bit. I'm always nervous before fights and flustered, but it's more sort of in the fights. I mean, like in your, calm, I assume yeah. when you're when you're even when you're under pressure in the ring, you don't look. You know, oh, a lot right. of people look panicked, but you look like it's fairly it's sort of calm and sussed. Sort of a safe place. I mean, it's just one on one, which is good. <laughs> like yeah. you, it's just you and him. There's no one else, you know, yeah. and that's all that's yeah. gonna hurt you. So you just keep your eyes on the hands and keep your hands up. Try to stay safe. And you've, you know, you've you had a lot of credit as well for stepping up pretty quickly in your fights. As we mentioned, you know, you fought a couple of undefeated guys. Um, like I remember going before the Adam Coppin fight, I'd seen him fight a few times, and I rated Adam pretty highly as a slip boxer. Um, so I knew it was a big challenge to take. And um, is is you looking to keep taking those big jumps? Because there've been some big domestic fights. And and how what has he been the toughest opponent you faced, or who would you rate as your toughest opponent so far? Maybe Coplin was just because he was roughly the same age and I knew what he like and he was hungry like me like you know so and I wasn't really prepared for that fight as well I had a Christmas break and Tony called I was about to go out on New Year's this is no word of a lie and Tony goes you're fighting February 4th I think it was and I was like oh 8th I was like you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> you tell me now <laughs> I was like right so six weeks <laughs> I didn't go out didn't, no New Year's no nothing and then yeah ended up fighting him four or five weeks now it was a good fight as well yeah um, really I started off way too quick yeah <laughs> then the fourth fifth and sixth I was just trying to win the rounds and I got my breath back for the seventh and eighth and ended up yeah mm, and, and a good learning fight then I suppose you know all these kind of things is mm. where you learn so yeah because we, we've been talking a lot about how we want you know, Aussie fighters to step up fight other Aussie fighters and I think your fight with him and your fight with Isaac, both un- all undefeated at the time yeah. of those fights. Mm. Yeah, everyone, it's easy to get excited about those sort of fights and mm. I, I guess you probably agree that we should see more of it. Definitely, 
Definitely. Um, and on that note, we've got a big domestic fight coming up in uh, Zoo and Brewmaker. You've been uh, sparring with Tim Zoo for ever. Uh, so you've been sparring with him in this camp as well. I know you were with him yesterday. How's how's that all going? Uh, he's looking good. Um, I'm just fresh back, and we had an amazing session. Just six rounds, just going at it, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I think me and Tim know each other like a back of a book. You know, I'll know what he's what he does, and he knows what I do. So it's kind of hard to get get a clean shot on him. <laughs> and then the same same goes with, you know with me. You know, it's just full back and forth like the whole rounds if he hits me with a clean shot I'll know where to go next like it's full like technical in there but then yeah but he's looking good I think he'll win pretty pretty convincingly against Rebecca yeah he's certainly on the rise and you know a lot of people saying the sky's the limit for Tim and Mm -hmm. I know you obviously rate him fairly highly as well Um, do do you think there's a time when you guys could ever face off I know you're not on each other's radars right now because you're not exactly in the same place in your careers but is that something that you ever talked about if the fight made sense maybe five six years time and there was good money involved in it why not you know why not do it it enough for free yeah so might as well uh, (laughs) (laughs) inspire anyway but yeah you know if the right money came along and one day it all lined up well then why not but yeah sparring partners is good for now now, I guess (laughs) Um, so Ebony is there, I know you were always keen to get Matteo on the show is there anything that you would like to sort of put put to Matteo well I just wanted to know kind of you know um, what's your you know like where are you planning to go next like are you looking to do more overseas stuff are you planning to fight in Australia like are we going to see you more here or are you going to be taking your career more overseas yeah. um, you know because obviously made a lot of boxers want to go overseas so I'm just curious of where, you, where you're going to take it or what's your plans and obviously you don't have set things and you've yeah, you got yeah. your team behind you that does yeah, things yeah. but you know do you have a, an idea I think the plan is to go overseas now yeah. and just keep learning keep having these tough fights um, my next fight is is on MTK show but I yeah. can't, can't say where yeah. yet because yeah, okay, yeah you've always been signed with MTK yeah for yeah. a while now and that's kind of they do like you everywhere like you know like Europe and um, yeah they had a big show in the stuff, UK this so, morning yeah. um, up in Scotland yeah. um, I think that was the fight for the contracts in your stable mate Darren Crowley uh, um, I think McKenna was on that show as well mm. uh, so um, yeah they're, they're involved at sort of all levels MTK and they seem to mm. have a ever increasing sway yeah. on uh, on the sport yeah is, is there anyone in australia that's that you'd like to fight in the next Look, year or two like do you have anyone the boys like if you could you know i mean i'm not saying you're going to call anyone out but is no I'd, I'd love to fight all the boys ranked in front of me yeah but i think you know the truth is that they're on their they're on their they're world on their ranked yeah yeah path they're not looking back back yeah yeah that's true yeah so you know <coughs> all, all credit to them yeah you know let them they get their world titles get yep. their chance in 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 their careers and maybe if the fights happen one day they happen but i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to make my own path you do it yep just to get my name up there and of course. if the fights happen they happen yeah I'm yeah not cool. too fussed about it. and um growing up um okay so say say you said you're into the wwe <laughs> right <laughs> let's just forget you said that no just <laughs> no joke but um that. so you didn't really start on boxing you obviously would have got into boxing as you started training into boxing so yeah. you know in your teens when you're fighting as the amateurs you know what were the boxers that you looked up to what were the boxers that inspired you you know some of your favorites 
Um, you know, I know we've talked about Edwin Villaro, who yeah. I who I also um, love. So, what else? Who else? Or I what think can you tell me? That's one of my favorite fighters, Edwin. Growing up, I went to LA for a few camps when I was younger. Yeah. Just to train and see what it's like over there. Yeah, mind you, Mateo's only 21, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when he was younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was 14, 15. Yep. And um, I was training with Justin Fortune. Yep. Stayed at his house for a few months. And, Great experience. Um, yeah, twice. And then I went over twice again with a trainer called Yuka Morales. And he trained Edwin Valero for his last fight. And before he passed away. and. Yep. He was telling me stories about how he'd go in the gym and like it's just this look in his eyes was like like just pierce right through you like he'll train for hours like non-stop like most craziest dude he'll, he's ever met so that's a crazy story yeah that's i've always loved him yeah yeah well i mean if you see any footage on um edwin valari you, you can tell he's a killer in there you know like he doesn't hold back and he's spiteful sorry for his sparring partners he's a drop numerous sparring mm. partners you know there's um so much footage of him just being absolutely savage you know and a really really slick southpaw so you know um i you know that's that's definitely one of these things and to be able to train into one of those gyms and train with one of those trainers that trained him did you um pick up anything in particular off this trainer or? a lot yeah the like the mexican style the, the style of boxing right the yeah see so inside and stuff and um yeah just crazy stuff that um that you wouldn't think is possible in the ring like from from the position you're in yep. and whatnot like just crazy stuff. Oh, you're gonna have to show me some of this stuff because that's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's how I want to fight. Now, I'm gonna have to hit you up for some PTs. Show me some Mexican style boxing from a true Mexican, huh? Anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, so that, that sort of style, um, a lot of people obviously enjoy it, and I think it's very, um, yes, very fan friendly mm. style of boxing. But you know, a lot of trainers, not fans of that yeah. style, or particularly their fighters mm. fighting in that way. Mm. How much sway do you have over the way that you fight? You know, when you when you got Tony in your corner, how much sway does he say we're fighting this way? This is how we're going to do it, or do you, how much influence do you have on the game plan sort of going in? Just depends, you know. He sees differently to what I see. So if something doesn't work in the ring, um, I'll, I'll let him know and be like, look, it's not working. Like, change it up. Like, so we we work like that. We work like that. He's like, if he works with my style as well, which is good. Um, but I also do a lot of stuff that he tells me to do when it ends up working, you know. But yeah, it's sort of like that. We don't know what we're gonna do until it's yeah. Just of course, because he's, cause he's animated in the corner, yeah. Tony, with, yeah. with any of his fights, <laughs> probably because you all frustrate him. And I think you know yourself and Daryl particularly love a tear up, um, which I know he doesn't always <laughs> condone. Um, so just always wonder how much of that is discussed before, or how much yeah. of that is just yeah. when you, you guys are in there going. I'm just gonna have a tear up. Well, yeah. like what he said before, um, in the fight in Dubai, he was like, just, just you know, fuck it, go Mexican style. Like, and and Mateus was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like, fuck it, just go change her off. Like, All right, fuck. Let's yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I suppose you know, like you know, obviously me being a fighter as well, like I know not to the degree, but um, things happen, things change in a fight, so you, you can always have a game plan, but as far as everything changes mm. once you get hit. You know, so you have to always have those backups and having, mm. you know, you being able to read and him being able to read. And if you have that great communication, which mm. you and Tony have been working together for a long time. So, mm. I mean, you must have a great, great relationship there where you can yeah. bounce off each other, trust each other, Definitely. you know. And, and that's what helps you guys in the ring. I think it's, um, I think having the right corner for, for a fighter is really important. And it has a lot to do with the way that a um, fighter fights and how you can progress. You know, mm. a lot of the success comes to that, that relationship with your corner. 
you know so i mean full credit there to be able to work together yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um and so you, you mentioned obviously how young mateo is a, a minute ago yeah. um and you've already traveled to you know vietnam t- um on camps mm. with the boxing club one of the boxing club uh you know been to dubai to fight been to these camps in la so you it's opened up a lot of doors for yourself and, and you've Definitely. seen a lot of the world and, and i guess you plan on seeing more is is there anywhere you want to go and, and you want to either travel or you want to go fight in or experience a training camp in? UK, UK definitely. Yeah. London, anywhere in England. Um, Ireland, I'd love to go there. Um, but we'll see. All those kind of, I would love to go to that part of the world, like Europe. I've never been. So. Yeah, well it's, well, it's a good division as well over, yeah. over in the UK. So there's plenty of, um, plenty of opportunities there. Yeah. Um, and obviously MTK. Yeah, have a big, uh, big, uh, big stable over there. So yeah, I'm sure there's, seriously. sure there's something that that could be done. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Next few years. Well, Daryl fought recently, didn't he? he? Got a couple of fights over over that way. So yeah. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed, we get to see you over there. I think. Um, yeah, I'm sure the fans yeah. will take you pretty well, mate. <laughs> yeah. it'd be, um, hopefully, it'd, it'd be good to see. Uh, and is there anyone out there that you that you watch at the moment in Australia that you think is someone else to keep an eye on? Obviously, we mentioned Tim Zoo. Um, is there anyone else that you think's one to to really keep an eye on? Um, the guys that fought last night, Jaya Pattaya, oh, Sam yeah. Goodman. They they proved themselves last night. You know? Yeah, yeah, both um, both of them really. I mean, uh, Sam Goodman's opponent on paper didn't look you know the best. Mm. Um, he looked all right, but then you know he came to fight mm. and he had bombs in his. He just was waiting. Yeah, he he didn't throw bombs. many punches, but when he threw, he was throwing with conviction. Mm. Um, yeah, he caught Sam a couple of times, mm. um, and we'd seen in the earlier fight with uh, Stephen Costantino. There's always always danger yeah. that they yeah. get caught by these big punches, Any shot. Um, and these things can happen. So, um, yeah, good performance from Sam. He's same age as you. I think he's 21. Think um, so, so yeah. pretty sure. Um, long, yeah. I think there's no rush yeah, from definitely. from his side of things. I know you were watching as well last night. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any rush with you know um, any of the guys that are coming up like that. I know everyone always we're talking about it in a um, past podcast that everyone kind of we want to see it all happening and we want to kind of like you know as fans you do mm. you want to see the fights you know but at the same time you got to remember where you're at and how much longer you have in the sport mm. and you know like it's all about learning and, and 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 growing you know so I think it's important to take the right steps and not rush things yeah you know? yeah and then you know a good example is Jai Abatai you know he's had a lot yeah. he's had a lot of experience now um he's fought you know was like 20 21 20, fights now. Yeah. Um, before we fought Flanagan and I think that was a big step up in opponent for him last night um, yeah. but he he think he came through it yeah, fairly impressively yeah yeah. That, I mean that fight was so exciting I really enjoyed it um, you know um, Ben Ben's been around for, for for a long time you know he's been at the top for a long time as well and um, you know everyone knows how tough he is and how strong he is and, and durable and for Jai to just come out and kind of you know, he's again that southpaw. He's really slick, and he has that beautiful one-two. You know, mm. he still has like that really. He has that really strong amateur, you know, background and pedigree that he has. So, you know, he's he's distancing control, his footwork. You know, he kind of peppers his punches, and then you know measures measures really well with his right with that lead right hand. Yeah. And just um yeah, he's dropped dropped uh Jive two twice, and I think Mark. it was in there. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was um, Mark. Yeah. The, the first knockdown in particular, that, that delayed round? reaction in the second round. And then again, was, um, yeah. How he got up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a tough old he's boy. He's so tough, man. Yeah, he's built something, that's for sure. Yeah, um, and then the second one was like just 
took his head right sideways off again. Yeah. And he got, got and there's a couple and, of times where other punches I think would have put other fighters down but, where he stayed. Yeah, he managed yeah. to sort of see it off. He's got a good old chin on him. Yeah, I mean, um, you were obviously there, so I mean, I find that being at a fight is always more exciting. You get to see a lot more and yeah. feel it a lot more. So definitely, I could imagine how exciting it was in the arena. Yeah. Tony was on my shoulder going, he might, he, "Mark won't go. He won't go. He's tough. He's tough." Yeah. Well, he, he went the distance tough. with Lebedev, didn't he? So yeah. He was, yeah, and he was telling me how he fought Ben McCulloch, which was one of Tony's boys back in the day. And he just wouldn't go like tough as nails. He's like, he won't go. Trust me, yeah, he won't go. go. Yeah. He didn't. But he, he would not. But the corner, but I think that's, and he uh, wouldn't have because it was yeah, that, that I think last he round. Yeah, he would have kept going for sure. Yeah, that, that, um, yeah. But I think that was the right thing to put him. <coughs> yeah, like, of course. Yeah, he wasn't Definitely. taking headway even when he was landing. He wasn't he, doing much yeah, by and that he, point. Yeah, he kind of just stopped kind of throwing and just started becoming a bit of a body bag yeah tough body bag but I mean it was clear that um, Jaya Patea was had con- complete control and con- complete confidence and was mm. just peppering off and just picking picking him apart pretty much so you know yeah no point of kind of continuing on the, the onslaught I mean it's sad as a, as a fighter to be stopped by a corner but at the same time you've got to think of your health and everything like that and you know I mean I think it was you know like Jaya said at the end as well you know it's his time now and, and he really proved himself with that fight and yeah, and, and where, well, I think Jai now has to step up, surely, and, and now it's, he has to go chasing those big international yeah. fights, I think. If there's no there's and no one really in Australia, I think, yeah. that can challenge him. Um, yeah. yeah, I think him and Flanagan were probably one and two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you want to really well, see him step up and, and you know, take that skill abroad and see what he can do. You know, maybe go over to the UK. They've got some good cruiserweights over there. Yeah. Um, Lawrence O'Coley, I think that would be a good fight. Um, him and Jai if that mm. could come off I don't know if anyone would fancy that because I think both sides would see them as too dangerous at this point but is the Tabidi's screws away isn't he as well from TNT uh, Andrew Tabidi yes yeah yeah there's a, the there's a lot of cruiserweights well, around at the moment decent decent cruiserweights yeah. um, and you know there's He's a few that have stepped up to well. heavyweight that I'm sure would come down for the right fight yeah. I know Jai's fought a heavyweight a few times earlier in his yeah. career because he couldn't find opponents well, he can take a punch, you know. I mean, like, you know, um, Mark was um, giving me some solid punches. Even those body shots, like, I was looking at the earlier mm, rounds. Yeah, right he was some shot, great body nice. shots onto mm. Jai, and Jai was just, you know, he was mm. solid. His condition, the conditioning for both of them was, you know, if you think of Mark, like, his conditioning, if he didn't have the conditioning that he had, he wouldn't have been able to get up after those punches. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. And last night was the first of the new uh, boxing series on Fox. Um, so we're going to see a lot more fights live on Fox Excellent. over the next few years. Uh, that was the first episode next episode is already next week mm. someone in your division I think he's just above you in the, the box rec rankings um, is Jade Mitchell he's fighting former I think, world title holder uh, Kastanov certainly world title challenger um, so he's fighting in Melbourne um, so that's t- two weeks in a row we're getting live boxing from Australia on Fox awesome. um, yeah we're also getting a lot more of the you know the big American mm. cards coming yep. over so um, yes. it's it's great to see more boxing on TV and rumours that designs are coming to Australia early next year as well. Mm. So um, this is already exciting as a boxer and as boxing fans. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. And it's bringing boxing where it should be, back in, back in Australia. There's a lot of guys in this country that so much talent, but we don't have that... Platform. Platform to... Yeah, and that's given us a good segue into the next part of the show we will take a break before we jump in uh, but we will be talking about the um the, the kind of novelty fights and um you know the, the the kind of reception that they get uh gallon hall was was a huge sort of media event here in australia um so we'll be talking about that the last week's ksi logan paul um so we'll be back in one minute for that thank you 
Hi there guys, this is Tommy Watt from Punches from the Pods, just asking you to please subscribe and like the podcast wherever you pick it up from, Apple or Google, and please share with anyone if you're enjoying it and make sure that they subscribe as well. All your help is much appreciated. Thanks guys. All right, welcome back to part two of episode eight of Punches from the Pods. I'm Tommy Watt, here with Ebony Bridges and Matteo Tapia. Uh, today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about novelty fights um, in light of a couple of big ones we've had in the last few weeks. In Australia, yesterday we had Paul Gallen and Barry Hall, not yesterday, day before yesterday, sorry. Friday. Um, yeah, Friday we had Paul Gallen um, and uh, Barry Hall. So NRL, AFL, Code War it was billed yep. as. Um, you know, not you know, not the first time Paul Gallen's headlined a card. I think he's probably headlined every time he's fought bar yeah. bar one. Um, so the big thing, the big debate at the moment is this good for boxing? Um, is having you know an AFL player coming in? Gallen, arguably a legitimate boxer now that he's had eleven pro fights. I uh, don't know how everyone feels about that either. So discuss. What are your thoughts? <laughs> you go first. Me. So I think. Um, look, there's. You know, like what we just said to him, we just said with Mateo, there is pros and cons to this. You know, um, it's just do the do the pro do the um, you know the positives outweigh the negatives, and it depends on who's looking at it. I think um, obviously the whole point of it, I would assume, is to bring a wider audience to Australian boxing. Yeah, I mean, I that's, mean, and, that's and, the and argument. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's the whole point, um, and I think it does do that to some sense. So it does, like you know, if you think about, it, I know I was. And both me and Mateo are both on um, one of Paul Gallen's undercards mm. at the beginning of the year. And, um, you and know. That was a great, great undercard as mm. well. It was, exactly. And, I mean, Gallen Hopawadi wasn't that great of a fight. But, but <laughs> the whole point of it is is that it brings in, um, you know, eyes on us and on us yeah. up and coming fighters that might not be able to get that kind of platform and might not be able to see by the, you know, wider society mm. outside of boxing. So I think that's. What they're doing there, I suppose, is the positive part of it. Mm. I mean, you know, I think the the thing that might be negative is the the displays of boxing. Like Gallon's not like, okay. Gallon's okay, like you said, like maybe could call him a legitimate boxing. I bet, but but why do you get knocked out in like the first round? You know, like these kind of things. Although I did hear that fight on Friday, I didn't get to watch it. Did you watch it, Amato? The fight on Friday night, by any chance, the Gallon and I watched one fight and I left. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Billy Cliff was fighting. He was the first yep. one of the boys from Aging. Um, he was the first fight. As soon as that finished, I was out of there. Yeah, it was in so, St Mary's. So I was, oh, was in St Mary's. Long way. Oh, oh, the, oh, the Lucas Brown. <laughs> oh, that was the Lucas Brown Hopper yeah, yeah. fight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, yeah. Well, yeah. We, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but that's another one as well, Hopper White. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one because Lucas Brown's been very vocal this week um, in you know criticizing the amount of money and attention yeah. and media attention that Gallen Hall was getting um, more so he feels than he got for his world title 100%. fight. Well, the money definitely was um, media yeah. attention as well and the build up. So, um, so that's a, his that's argument a, is that it's taking away yeah. um, and a fight like that's maybe and you know the un, the card on that show wasn't fantastic. Well, to, from what I hear is that Paul Gallen and that got six hundred thousand dollars for six two minute rounds. That's fucked. It's fucked, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think this is the problem is is that this guy. A fair play to him, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Like, if they, yeah, if someone was like, oh, them. get this YouTube. You're not going to say no, grand. sorry. <laughs> you're not going to be like, hey, no, you know, it's not really fair that we get paid that much. Like, you're, you're going to take it, right? 
like he's only human. Yeah, of course, right? But I mean, I think it kind of puts a bit of salt in our mouths um, of, the, of boxers. Like, you know, Lucas Brown, like you said, who's the legitimate mm. heavyweight, um, you know, who's not getting paid anywhere near that, you know? And I mean, you know, I've never talked a bit earlier about um, Taylor Harris and Renee Gartner. It's like an AFL player uh, fighting a, uh, a TV presenter. You know, she's getting 15K for for this fight, you know what I mean? And, like, then we've got, you know, other boxes that are coming up and we're just getting paid... Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars or, or a couple of thousand, you know, like, you know. So, I mean, it kind of comes into that is what? Because you're an athlete in another sport that you deserve more money, you know, you're getting paid because you're bringing in the, the, the revenue. Yeah. Like, how's it working? You know? I mean, the, yeah, I guess the argument is that more people buy a pay-per-view with Paul Gallon than than maybe would have bought one with Lucas Brown. That much money. Um, so I think there's a balance. Sportsbet was there. in it as well. Sportsbet was so in it. So that probably had a big yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a, a, a few bet bit hat. of sportsbet merch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the hat, t-shirt. Oh, yeah, probably had the underpants Damn. on. It was, yeah, <laughs> so what do you think, anyways, Matteo? Like, what is your take on it? Um, um, I'm, I'm to not that? too fussed. Like a lot of people rant on Facebook and whatnot, yeah. and. It it's good for boxing for us in a way. It gets people to watch. Yeah, yeah and that's so you, the most you've been important. on those shows and got the eyeballs yeah. from people that didn't know you before that then saw yeah. you in an impressive yeah, fight and exactly. then that brings more fans to you. Um yeah, I'm I'm not too fussed about it, but you can see why people get angry and whatnot, but yeah, I'm not too fussed. Um as long as people are watching and new people are getting introduced to the sport is a is a plus in my way. In or in yeah. my books. Yeah. And I think, sorry, that comes down to if we're going to talk about, um, if you want to mention it, yet now the KSI and Logan fight. Like, again, two YouTubers fighting. Yeah, I mean, I what have no idea who either of those do two I. guys I are. Know. I still I'm don't know. Apparently one of them plays video games. That's when you're home. No, apparently one of them actually know. gets... Apparently, generational thing, maybe, maybe not so old. I, I don't know, yeah. I don't really know, but apparently one of them plays video games. While, yeah. and, and records himself playing the video games like FIFA and millions of people view to watch him play. I know, it's crazy. It's esports or esports or something like this. We all dreamed of a mate that didn't mind watching us play the PlayStation when we were growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Where were all these people when we were growing up? Like everyone wanted the controller when we were growing up. Yeah, now so now they just want to watch you play. Everyone wants to watch it. But yeah, they came in. Now they, the argument from Eddie Hearn that put that fight on um, was that the numbers that that fight drove were unbelievable Extremely, so just, yeah. and from a commercial well, point of view he had to do it yeah um, but the other argument is that Devin Haney who's a young world champion um, Billy Joe Saunders who's not well known in the States both got an opportunity to be in front of exactly. all those eyeballs exactly um, you know Design is a subscription service people to subscribe to Design even if 90% of them unsubscribe next month they're still going to be 10% more for yeah. the next shows and the next shows and they might tune into the next Joshua fight the Canelo yeah. fight that are coming up um, so if it does drive that kind of fan base then it's got to be a good thing i definitely think it's um i, I definitely think it's especially now like because we're getting really good undercards as well i mean i think there was a few footy show fight nights a few years ago where the undercards were, yes were terrible as well i mean because there wasn't any real quality and there's just there was there were shows on channel nine before where there'd be like four or five great fights on an undercard that wouldn't make it to tv and then the yeah. two or three fights on the on the tv yeah. show were like a couple of uh, NRL debutants and yeah, yeah. maybe a well-known name yeah. who's fighting someone yeah. over from Thailand or wherever. Yeah. And then there was a fight. There was one time where Lucas Brown and Trent Broadhurst were both on the untelevised part of a show, and then there were three fights involving NRL players on 
on the TV show. It's like a debuting. It, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so I think that kind of like detect that. that I, but think I think we've moved away they, from they, that. They, they, mm. What's the evolved from yeah, that? Yeah, I think we have. If you a look, lot. yeah, heaps. Because now, if you're looking at the No Limit cards, you're oh, looking at yeah, the series. Yeah, Matt Rose does was, a great job with you know, what he's done there. There's quality fights. All, the quality up and coming fighters. You know that we get to see, like you know, um, Mateo, like um, um, Brubaker, Tim Zhu. You know all of these things. But I think we needed to have those. The stepping stones, it's all layering effect, you know what I mean? So I think where it's going at the moment, soon it's going to be like these footy players or, or whatever are not going to be anywhere near the top. They yeah. won't They won't be around for No, long. yeah, it's just it's getting the eyes yeah. back in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's made, it's a flash in the pan for some, certainly. It's a big, big money grab maybe towards yeah. the end of someone's career. And, and I think that's maybe what we saw from, you know, Hopawate, definitely. I yeah. think um, if you're taking, if you're Hopawate and you've just been knocked out by Gallen you surely don't think you're going to beat Lucas Brown, so that's surely just a payday yeah, of for, course. for him. But that was also late, man. And that was just Whatever. brutal. Yeah. Um, but, was, um, but then you know, from you know, the flip side of Lucas Brown's argument is he's fighting an NRL player. And I know that was a late minute, last minute replacement. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but, you know... If, it doesn't look good on that either. Goose, it's good for the game, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but I, um, I was with the KSI and Logan fight, for example... Like, as you know, I'm a, I'm a school teacher. Literally every single kid <laughs> in school came up to me. Like, nearly every single... In oh, my really? class, yeah. Did you watch the Logan, Logan Paul case after I missed? Did you watch it? And I'm thinking, God, but did you watch Devin Hamley? Did you? You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, they ask you about this. So it's just showing that even these kids, they don't know any famous boxers, maybe Mayweather and Tyson and Muhammad Ali, but then but they, they watched this fight of these two YouTubers. Mm. Like... The whole school, like the, you know, so we're getting generations watching this kind of fight, you know. And I, I mean, I don't know if they're obviously tuning into the whole card or they're just watching a thing, but it's just crazy to see how these two fighters, like, um, you know. That at, pisses me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, fair enough, Gallon and their former sports stars and whatnot. Yeah. But these guys are. YouTubers. Just celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. They've never boxed, never done anything in their life. Yeah. Um. They make millions anyway. Millions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why? And now everyone is, knows yeah. them as, again, as professional boxers. <laughs> um, it's a business move for the promoter. Yeah, the promoter and the de- de- design. De- yeah, design and, and, and we don't see... Boxing's one of the few sports where we see the occasional successful crossover. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at Usain Bolt and his soccer career, which was here in Australia, mm. um, yeah, I think... You know, if you're signing for the Central Coast Mariners, that's not the same as headlining a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> there. There are levels to these things, yeah. but I think boxing is such a commercial beast that the numbers drive everything. And if someone's selling tickets or they're going to drive pay per view, yeah. they're going to be mm-hmm. in the top of the bill. Um, and that's that's a sort of cold and hard side of it. Yeah. Um, but then occasionally we see very successful crossovers in boxing. Um, probably the best example is here in Australia is Anthony Mundine. Mundine yeah. Um, who. I didn't even know was an NRL player yep. <laughs> until until like the first time I met him because um, yeah NRL is is obviously not a big sport in the UK and I knew him as a boxer um, and then came here and found out he was actually pretty good yeah. at NRL before he made that switch so but, uh, it can uh, happen JT apparently <laughs> he said that once JT um, Jonathan, Jonathan Thurston he said that yeah, said yeah not John Terry no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what, I mean what do you what, and he's, there must have been critics of Mundine I suppose when he made that switch yeah um, and he up until his fight with Tommy Brown was the only fighter in the world to have had all of his fights on pay-per-view 
He's done. He he's did done. well. Yeah. He did well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, was, he was in like the international numbers when you talk about like money made from boxing. He was up there with likes of like Mosley and yeah, you know, the the big American names. You know, way ahead of anyone else in Ever Australia. Australia what, yeah. what he was able to do with his career, uh, and that's obviously something to emulate for for you guys. You got to give him credit one hundred percent. You know, like um. Could you deal with the amount of hate Mundine gets if you were getting Mundine's paychecks? Fuck, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's new. Maybe I'll go down a new avenue. Yeah, here right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mouthing off a little bit more. Yeah. I'm no, sure you can I, I could people. never do that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, if I was Mundine, good on him. Fuck, smart man. Very yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's fighting in a crossover fight in a few weeks' time as well. True. With, um, admittedly, in a crossover fight from, a, um, from another combat sport. Yeah. But yeah, we're seeing that fight with John Wayne Parr, and that's headlining and that's, a big show. Yeah, uh, which which you're there was on. a big discussion in the gym about this. Tell me, tell me. An MMA dude and Costa, um, they were just going at it. How is Monday going to beat oh, Parr, yeah. and Parr's going to beat Monday? And I was like, fucking hell. Oh yeah, you're the both. I mean, it's I kind of shades know. of like yeah. McGregor Mayweather, isn't it? It really, is. Really. It was saying like how. John Wayne Parr, he pushes the pace and just keeps on him, keeps on him. He could just knock out Mundine. And then Costa was saying how Mundine's just going to box him easy. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. yeah. And it's got everyone talking, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all like that. You know, it's the same things that I'm hearing. is like, oh, you know, but John Wayne Parr, like, he's tough and he's strong. Yeah, and I don't know if Mundine has the chin and can handle. I'm like, man, Mundine's had, like, how many? It's like, he's a boxer. But then he like, was blown away by Jeff Horn. He was blown away by Jeff Horn, but he does want to do himself. You know, everyone has a ho- an off day. Um, but, you know, then he... <laughs> but then he's been, like, blown away before and then come back. Like, was yeah. this fight against he's it a Ben Tacky when he hungry, got knocked down, like, five or six times and, like... I don't know how he kept getting yeah. up. Like he, uh, he's the got point, something in him. Like, but the thing he was is, getting these hard knockdowns. And yeah, he just kept coming back. The thing is, Jeff Horn is 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 a boxer. You know, he's fought like the likes of you know Manny Pacquiao, Terence um, Terence Crawford, these kind of guys. Mm. You know, and then you got John Wayne Park, who's their Muay Thai fighter. Like, and he's had some boxing fights, okay, but is he a pure boxer? You know, then that's going to come through. But yeah, it's always going to be those arguments. Had, I think he's had 10, ten. ten yeah. professional fights. Yeah. Admittedly, he's mm. like over well, how the How do you feel like after 10, 10 professional years. fights? Did you feel like you had it nailed? What? After you had 10 professional fights. Do you think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So having 10 <laughs> professional fights doesn't really. I mean, it's still still yeah. real early days, you know? I, I feel like every fight's my first. Yeah, right? But then you can't take away a lot of the experiences yeah. being in front of these mm. crowds yeah. and fighting under pressure and having that day mm. in mind so I mean but from that side of things he's not new to big yeah. events or being in Bellator yeah. you know, he would have fought in big arenas mm. and, yeah. so, and that's a huge part of your experience and learning curve right is getting and, used to those nerves yeah and I think the whole point of that fight again is is getting more um, audience because you're not only getting boxing fans like up in Queensland especially like kickboxing Muay Thai and is this huge mm. up there so you know that's going to bring in like a, a more of an audience of these like I've known about John like John Wayne Parker because I went out of kickboxing back you know in mm. my in, when I was young like John Wayne Parker was like you know even before my time John Wayne Parker was the man of, of Muay Thai kickboxing so he's got fans of twenty years mm. you know of that are like excited to see this as well so. yeah I mean it's certainly from what I hear selling very well in the yeah. tickets um, I think it's thirty thousand seats at the C bus so. Yeah. Um, Probably making a nice retirement. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And look, I think if 
Mundine wins. I think you know we know what he's like. He's not going to retire. He's going to seek out another big fight. He did make a, a statement, didn't he? Saying if he loses, that's it. He promises all of Australia that he but will he's, never. He's retired like three times, yeah, isn't he? Four he's, times. But this is for real now. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh. I think if uh, yeah, if a big fight comes a knocking, he's he's going to Mundine will just. Hang him up. He's done him. He's done the sport. He's done, it, yeah. he's, he's done what he needs. I know. Every to. time you hear Mundine fight, like a lot of people, are like, oh, he's still fighting. Do you, do you guys worry that you're going to get like that in like ten years' time, and people are like, look, I think you've you've had thirty. You're going to have no. by the time you're thirty, you're going to have had about sixty fights. So you're going to be like, right, mate, hang him up. I think it would be hard to give up. Look at Nigel Ben. I mean, it's. It would be <laughs> coming back in fifty-five. I'd always be in the gym. Because you you sit in Takeo in the in the gym, right? Yeah. Now that that fight's off, we can talk a bit more candidly about it. That was not a shrewd move from Nigel Ben. Because Sergio Bika is. fuck was he an thinking? Animal. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, an animal. What is he? 50, 55 or something. 55 yeah. to step back in the ring with Sergio Bika. Something's yeah. not right there. Yeah, and Sergio trains like a 20 year old. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's like lethal. Savage. He like t- turns the heat up in his gym to like yeah. 40 degrees. And he's <laughs> yeah. not, yeah, he's not the normal. Dude, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, every time I've had anyone sparring him, they've always come out and just said how horrible it was and how it ache all over. Oh, it's the worst. You your, your hips, your arms, oh, yeah. shoulders. It's exa- yeah, it's exactly what you hear. You sit, you sit in bed like that. RV you're like, fuck. Why am I doing this? Well, here's um. There's a documentary yeah. about Sergio coming out oh, called Le Champion, uh, directed by Ben Damon, and that oh, yeah. has literally just won in the last couple of days at the Nottingham Film Festival. Oh, so, nice. Um, I like I like stories like that like poverty stories oh, it's, yeah. it's a crazy from. story yeah. they're stories you got to really listen to and some of the stories from the team of when they went out to film it as well um, it, there's hopefully there's some bonus uh, stuff coming out about that because yeah. there's some good stories uh, which are not mine to tell uh, <laughs> but hopefully they come out of that um, and you know being around guys like that they've pulled themselves up from that and got to the stage where Sakio's been at and fought mm. all over the world um, you know, over in the UK over in the States world titles mm. Um, it just shows you how far boxing can take anyone. Mm. And For that's nothing, yeah. Got to be something exactly. to aspire to as uh, as boxers yourselves. Exactly. And uh, is there anywhere you you fancy fighting yourself in the UK? Is there any venues that um, that you particularly uh, have your eye on? <laughs> your call. I've your always call. Uh, um, yeah. just because there's so much history there. And then other than that, maybe fuck, imagine fighting a Wembley or like on it. And Joshua Undercard. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, having been Vegas, to a couple of those, um, yeah, having been to the O2 and to, uh, not to Wembley, but to the Millennium Stadium for a Joshua fight, it's unreal. It's, yeah, you think you've been at big fights until you won with 80 odd thousand mm. people there, and it is loud. It is, um, yeah, it's an incredible event. And uh, UK fans, British fans are. Yeah, they're not for boxing. They're, they're it's in, different. You, hear, out you there. hear like a lot of interviews, <laughs> and you hear a lot of the you know those top um, ranked you know um, fighters that fight in UK and the, the Americans. They're all like they love fighting in, in England. Like it's just completely different. The fans are different. The vibe is mm. different. So I mean, like you said, how you were saying you'd love to fight there. Like I could just mm. imagine. Like it would just it would definitely oh, be a yeah. different experience. It'd be yeah, UK. It's incredible. Well, look forward so to um, obviously Hopefully look forward to happens. seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <sighs> and then uh, other fights coming up on this sort of international scene next weekend. We've got Deontay Wilder uh, and Luis Ortiz. The rematch. Um, I think most people agree Ortiz did, handled himself pretty well. Yeah. Pre knockout in that fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on his chances coming this time around? Um, well, 
Look, I think um, at the same time, I know Ortiz handled himself um, really well and was really um, slick boxing. But I think if you look at even Deontay, and you know, I know, I know you, you, you really like Deontay, but man, he handled himself well too to come back from those. He was rocked for a solid two to three rounds. Yeah, to come he back seven. And then, he was just out. He was down. Like, he, he couldn't even walk. He was wobbly, like, you know, for like six minutes, like, more straight. So I think we've got to give credit to Deontay for that as well, even though he was kind of mm. getting a bit outboxed. It was a bit of a slow fight. So I see, I think that um, Ortiz is going to come out a lot more explosive, a lot faster, because the last fight was quite slow. It took a while to get into it, the whole Southport and Orthodox. You know, they're just mm. using their jabs and whatever. I think that Ortiz is going to try and put a lot more pressure on him. And sit on the inside a lot better. Um, whereas last time they kind of it seemed like he gave him a lot of respect for his power, but um, oh, you know not give him that range, that nice one two. Mm. But you know what? I think that Deontay <laughs> was hitting him on the back of the head heaps. Like, I reckon. Yeah, I was just about to go. I think Ortiz has got to cover the back, back of his, of his head, head, and yeah. he'll win. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of those, a lot of those, those punches that rocked Ortiz was yeah back of the head punches. Like, yeah. and I mean, because we all know Wilder throws wild punches. I was going to say I don't want to go back over old ground because I seem to. Uh, be criticising Wilder on just about every podcast but yeah I think um, <laughs> when he's fighting someone like Ortiz or or even Fury I think the difference in the way you're seeing punches thrown and landed yeah. is just so stark and he doesn't even get um, really warm it just like hits anything like, can knock you out like, like, like the fronts of the knuckles and just because he's got this like cannon in his shoulder <laughs> and he goes he's like just this. able to like throw anything at it like yeah um so yeah, so I, I think Ortiz looks, and I was saying this before we started, uh, we're watching some of the build-up, he looks like he's got younger somehow in the yeah. last two years. Um, he's still I don't know if it's just, a, it's just a haircut or something. Um, but yeah, and if he comes in in good shape, which he's got a strength and conditioning coach in for this one, why he didn't have one before, I don't know. Um, but if he's got that right, He's got a chance. And conditioning, yeah, and he doesn't get hit in the back of the head too many times. Yeah, and and yeah, and I think he's obviously got to knock him out. I think if Ortiz doesn't get hit and boxes, he'll win. Yeah, like, and he can do that. Like the, he's, 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 he's Cuban. He's Cuban. He's Cuban. Yeah. He was he was really good at like kind of just jabbing and slipping to the outside and slipping the on the last fight, the first few rounds. Like he was hardly mm. getting hit at all. You mm. know, but then the, it came down to maybe the conditioning where you slowed mm. down a little bit. Yeah, and and then, whatever. Yeah, you can't get hit by Wilder. No, no that's it. You do have to go twelve rounds without yeah. being yeah. hit. That's the thing. I mean, Fury like schooled him and then got caught, and it was no, like, oh right. right. There we I was go. in Mexico for that <laughs> fight when that fight happened. Holy shit! I almost, fight. I think, I almost won seven hundred bucks off that. Of that fight, I had a multi on, and I needed Fury to win by split, and I was jumping up. Oh, yeah, yeah, but was a draw. Yeah. I was like, that, you know, it's oh. an unbelievable decision because <laughs> yeah, I think no one, and no one on God's green earth really oh. thinks that that was a draw. Yeah. Um, no but Fury getting up is one of the best moments we've had in boxing over the yeah. last few years. Like him getting up, from that, <laughs> yeah, you know, as and I was literally in a bar in Mexico. And I was standing up, pacing around this bar at 3 a.m. or 3.30 in the morning in Mexico. My, my girlfriend was, like, falling asleep on the, on the table. She's not used to it at all in boxing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, get up! <laughs> Stay away! Like, I was yelling at the thing. And all these, like, Mexicans probably think, he's this crazy blonde, like, <laughs> yelling at, at the and, boxing. Yeah, and then they spawned all the good, uh, there's some pretty good memes coming out of it yeah. as well, wasn't there? Like, That's the Undertaker right. sound, and all <laughs> those ones. Um, it was just, it was just a, a good moment. So if, if Wilder comes through it... Um, We'll see him and um, Fury again early next yeah. year. Apparently, he's, he's the best heavyweight Fury. Yeah, is that your favourite? Glad we agree. Yeah. MTK, sorry. No, <laughs> 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 nah, but he is. I think he. I think he boxes. Um, he outboxes Ruiz Joshua. He's already bought, outboxed Wilder. 
um, yeah. all tears filled by our boxing, but I think he's the best heavyweight. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I've yep. been saying for a long, long time to anyone that will listen um, that I think Fury beats mm. them all in in that division. Um, it's and just so good to watch. And, yeah. You know, you get into wrestling as well. Maybe that's a career path for yourself. And say, <laughs> you, you get yourself on to uh, a big, uh, big WWE. show with Braun Strowman <laughs> in uh, Saudi Arabia. Well, um, what, what do you think about boxers making crossovers the other way then? We were talking about crossovers into boxing um, but what would you think about Tyson Fury jumping into WWE you know what he's very smart oh do what he's very smart because you know how many fans WWE have it's Mm. ridiculous so he's just gone in to get so much more exposure and bring that's what he's smart Mm. you know what I mean so it's it's all about these crossover things is all about exposure for whoever you know what I mean like it's all it's all it's all relative like you wouldn't go into WWE I mean, obviously, it's probably mad paycheck as well. I'm sure they pay. It's opportunities in life. But it's opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, turn around. I mean, yeah. you know, like, he's going to get, like, so much exposure from these WWE fans. And he's a character. They're going to love him. And then when he goes, you know, and fights in boxing, they're going to be, oh, that's the guy that was. And all the kids and everyone's going to be like, if they didn't know about him, they're going to know about him. Mm. You know? So I think, um, yeah, smart move. Uh, so just just to confirm, if anyone from the WWE is listening, you're both interested. Yeah, in totally. Yeah. Sign me up. Who's yeah, the yeah. guy that runs it now? I, don't even know. I think it's still Vince McMahon. Yeah, McMahon. I think he's, he's still like <laughs> he was like old when I was a kid, and now Vince I'm McMahon. in my thirties, and he's still doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's on. He's on the same having the same breakfast as Lewis Ortiz, I think. Um, <laughs> so. Um, and and look, we've had Drew uh, H breakfast. Yeah, he's <laughs> sprinkling it on his cornflakes. Yeah, Canelo um, meat and GH. Certainly questions there. Um, and what about Mexico, Mateo? Is that somewhere you fancy a, a crack at? Would you uh, you fancy going and fighting over there? I'd love there? to. I'd love to. Whereabouts you in Mexico? Your family Tijuana. from? Tijuana. Oh, so oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, mum's Peruvian. She's from Lima, Peru. Oh, nice. So, yeah, weird mix, but. Seems to work. Seems to be working well so far. Um, so you mentioned you might have a fight coming up, but you can't say where it is. Yeah, is I'm that, nothing confirmed yet. Yeah, but believe I'm, it's not in Australia. No, nah, I'm not. In the sh- I'm on the show 100. percent They're just trying to sort out uh, whatnot and all the see fine, what's next. Fine. Yeah, where dots. it's going to be, I think, yep. and um, yeah, we'll see. But all it's right. definitely in February, mid Feb or end of Feb in that. So exciting. A little while to go yet. Start slow camping. Camp. Three weeks. So, so uh, are we going to have a proper Christmas dinner then, or is that mean no Christmas dinner no, for you? No, no Christmas. Maybe, oh, maybe. I don't have to cut much weight, so which is good. But, yeah, I'll enjoy a little bit. No drinking, no nothing, back in camp. <laughs> On the champ camp. Champ what camp. That's what that's you have to do. So you do, huh? Yeah, that's it. Champ camp. you got to make, make sacrifices, and it's always, mm-hmm. always worth it. If and I can do it through the hardest part of the season, yeah, I the, can do it yeah, any yeah, time yeah. of the and uh, that's got to be a good thing for you finally at the end of November is that you might get to enjoy Christmas this time. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, definitely, because last time I was dieting and training through. I mean, I'm always dieting and training through. I mean, I'm not a really big drinker anyways, so, um, but I'll definitely be hanging to have 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 a little bit of a drink after this fight and relaxing a little bit. Up on the Goldie. <laughs> on the Gold um, Coast. Yeah, no, uh, on the Mundine, Wayne Carr, John Wayne Carr. Yeah, Park absolutely. Card. So, um, yeah. Dee Dee Hobbs also fighting on that yep. card, which um, which will be good. Um, and if you can't make it up to the Gold Coast, uh, you're in for a treat because I'm on the commentary team for that. Um, so looking forward to that. Matteo, thanks a lot for joining us. If anyone wants to fo- get on your journey and follow you, where's the best place then to do that? Uh, probably my Instagram is uh, matteo.tapia. Yeah, I'm not too busy on it, but I try. But yeah, follow me on that and uh, Facebook as well. Just 
uh, look up Matteo Tapia and it should come up. So, yeah. Excellent. Definitely one to look out for. Boxing Thanks for fans. having me, guys. No worries. Uh, no worries Thank you for coming in. Thank you. That's all from us uh, on Punches from the Pods, episode eight. As always, thank you, Ebony. You're welcome. That was awesome. Thank you, Matteo. Hi there, guys. Thanks for listening. Just wanted to take a moment before you go to tell you about a brand new 24-7 sports channel coming to you from epicenter.tv, which will also feature a totally dedicated boxing channel. A link will be available in our episode descriptions. Sign up through there to support the channel. Have a look at what they've got coming up. I think you'll be very excited. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>